Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunleavy. Rob Oliver is my guest today. He was voted as one of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's top motivational speakers. He's an author and a podcast host and has an absolutely incredible story of moving forward in life when bad things happen, tragic things happen. And his started as a teenager. His story is going to inspire you it is going to help you move forward with your life and realize that you can live a life on purpose. You can live a life with passion and your life can impact so many other people. Rob is living proof. He's my guest today. Thank you for joining us today, Rob. Okay, Sherry. It is my honor and privilege to join you and I, you are entirely too kind in your introduction. Oh, I am not. I am not. You are just an amazing person. You inspire me. Your work inspires me. And I know that, that your, your life is just a living example of, of moving forward in life despite challenges. So tell us um, where this all started with you. So when I was growing up, I was kind of, my mom made a joke, I think, and it was that like, I wasn't, an accident waiting to happen. Like I was an accident in progress. I was just one of those kids. I, I was active. I loved doing everything. And just going through it, it seemed like any way that I could figure out to injure myself, I, there I went. That was yeah. how it goes. And so um, that kind of culminated when I was uh, 21 years old. And at 21, I was body surfing on the Outer Banks. And the wave, that, for the, anybody who doesn't know what body surfing is, it's surfing without a surfboard. You know, like if you've ever seen the kids with a boogie board where you're just kind of laying in the water, it's that, but there's not even a boogie board. It's just your body in the water. The wave carries you in towards the shore. It's, it's awesome. And this particular week that we were down there, you know, it's a timeshare. My friend's parents had a timeshare. We were down there for a full week. The beach was closed for most of the week because the surf was just too rough. But on Friday, they finally opened it up. I went out, I caught a particularly nice wave. It was riding me in towards the shore, but then something went wrong. And instead of carrying me kind of down at the bottom and the momentum pushing me forward, I ended up at the top of the wave. And instead of the momentum pushing me forward, it actually pushed me head first straight down. And I hit my head on the bottom. I felt something crunch and pretty much everything went cold from that point. And what I didn't, know at the time was I had broken my neck and it, basically I'm paralyzed from the chest down with limited use of my arms and hands. But that was the beginning of a, a journey that has had some, a, a lot of ups and downs and both it's been both highs and lows, but it's been a journey of experiencing that my physical condition is not what defines me. And it doesn't limit my ability to live. To me, what I learned is that life is about relationships. It's about connections. And it's about making an impact on the people around you and on the world around you. That, that, there's kind of your thumbnail sketch of my experience. Right. But, but did you come to that decision instantly? 
I did not, but I will also tell you that part of, part of what helped me was I was surrounded by good people. Um, no, I did not instantly come to realize that, you know, just who I am is enough, but I did have someone tell me that right from almost day one. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an amazing story to me. Uh, my girlfriend at the time of my injury was actually on the beach and saw what happened. And when I was airlifted from the beach to the hospital, I was on a ventilator for a little while. And when I finally came off of that and I could speak like a couple days later, I wanted to talk to her to say, Hey, this is like serious. We got to talk about you and me and, and how this impacts us. I said, I don't know what the future holds, but it looks like it holds a lot of limitations. And if that's overwhelming for you, I understand. And you just do whatever it is that you need to, to take care of yourself. I said, I don't know what kind of pressure you're under from other people who say like, you know, you can't leave him now. This is his hour of great need or whatever it is that they're saying. I said, those people aren't a part of us. This is about you and me. I said, really right now, it's about you. Whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, I give you full license for that. And lastly, I said, you know, like, I don't know what you're feeling towards me right now, but if you're just feeling sorry for me, that's not what I'm looking for in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, so I stopped and said, like, no, it's up to you. And she got really mad at me. And with big tears in her eyes, she told me, listen, what I love about you has nothing to do with whether or not you can walk. I love you for who you are on the inside. And if you think you can get rid of me that easy, you've got another thing coming. So I will answer the question that comes up immediately after that. I will save you from having to answer this question. Yes, I did marry her. Uh, she is my wife in December. We celebrated 25 years. Uh, and she is an amazing person. But what she laid for me on that day was a foundation. And the foundation is this. I am Rob. Rob is defined by my heart, my character, my soul, my outlook, my terrible sense of humor. That's all who I am. And yeah, my physical condition is not the ultimate definition of my reality. Rob, I hate talking about myself in a third person. My Robness is what provides value. And um, it, it is who I am. And no physical change can affect that unless I choose to let it. Right. But at some point, Rob, you had to choose that, correct? Absolutely. When was that? Sooner or later? It, it came Or a gradual, little, you know? It, yeah, it, was, it, it is gradual. And listen, I'm not going to tell you that I'm, there are not days when I struggle, okay? And there are, my wife makes fun of me because once or twice a year, I just crash. And it's like, this is really hard. And you know what's going to happen? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be exactly the same thing all over again. And there are very few people who actually understand what I go through on a daily basis. And I have my little old pity party that says, you know, like, oh, poor me. And like, nobody understands me. And I have, I have struggles that nobody else has and yada, yada, yada. And 
And then I began to look at changing my focus, okay? Because all of that is an inward focus. It's a, it's a me focus. And when I begin to look around me and to say, okay, what can I do to make an impact in the lives of people around me? What are the abilities that I have? That's when I begin to realize that there's a lot of stuff that I can do. Okay. Listen, there's a lot of stuff I can't do. That's just part of like being a quadriplegic. There's a, we can make a list Mm -hmm. of the things I can't do. And And when people look at me, you know, a lot of times it's really obvious Dude's got limitations, okay? Um, But when the focus shifts from what I don't have to using what I do have to make a positive impact, that's the big shift. So it didn't didn't happen, hasn't happened completely. Right. Um, It did take a while, but I made some real progress early. And part part of it is because of my faith. Okay. Um, and actually faith was a real struggle for me at, at the beginning. Am I, am I right to, to yeah. want about faith? Because yes, you, absolutely. Because it was a huge part for me as well. So here I am, I'm in the hospital and I'm doing my rehabilitation and I'm like, I'm a Christian. I believe in the God that created the universe out of nothing. And I believe in Jesus who walked on water and brought Lazarus back from the dead. And like, this is my faith. And I'm like, I am coming to the almighty God of the universe to say, like, Hey, if you can, if you can bring dead cells back to life, if you can bring a dead body back to life, like all I'm asking for is just reconnect a couple nerves here. It's not that big a deal to you. And I'm praying about it. And I'm laying in my hospital bed and I can see my feet down at the end of the bed and my, like, I can see my toes kind of making a, a ripple or making a, an indent in the, the sheet at the bottom mm-hmm. of the bed. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not asking for everything all at once. All I'm asking for is just a little something. And I say, here's what I need. I'm good. I just want a toe wiggle, right? All I need is to see that toe wiggle and I will know that you're, you're working on this and all I've got to do is put in my part and like, and I'm coming out of it. And, and for night after night, I'm praying and I'm looking and I'm watching it. And I don't know who made the rule that you have to have your eyes closed when you pray. Yeah. Okay. But I, so I have my eyes closed, but then like I sneak a peeking peek. out. <laughs> right. Is it moving yet? Right. I, and nothing. And I'm kind of like, okay, Am I not praying hard enough? Do I not have enough faith? Am I like, what is the problem? What am I doing wrong? And my dad actually came in and shared a story with me because what I didn't know is that it was actually harder on him than it was on me. Because he's watching this and like, here's his son who is kind of coming into his own and learning all kinds of stuff and making progress and doing some, some good things with his life. And now all of a sudden, everything is kind of up in the air. And so he tells, he tells me this story. 
And the story is about the master builder and the, the master builder is creating this huge new construction project. And he's got all kinds of people working on it. And there's this young guy that's there and this guy's got a toolbox that is loaded with bright and shiny tools. And he's learning how to use them. And one day he comes in and a bunch of the tools are missing out of his box. And he goes to the master builder. And he's like, dude, somebody stole a bunch of my tools. We've got it. We've got to report a theft. And the master builder says, actually, nobody stole your tools. He says, I chose the tools that I want you to learn how to master. And those are the tools that are in your toolbox because I have work for you to do. And in order for you to do the work that I want you to, you are going to have to master the skills, master the tools that are in your box. And on top of that, I have places that I want you to go that if you had a heavy box full of tools, you would never be able to get to without, with those, without heavy box. So I've lightened your load. I've chosen the tools that I want you to use because I have a work for you that you would not be able to accomplish if you had everything. You would be okay with all the tools, but you would never become a master craftsman. And so that was his story. And I, I was like, okay, I get it. Um, and it's not about the tools that are missing from my box. It's about what are the tools that I have and how do I use them to make a positive impact in the world? How do I use them to live a life that has meaning and to, to live a life that has value to, to me, to my wife, to my family, and ultimately to the people around me? So because this is a podcast called Graduating Grief, you know, you were certainly grieving the person or the body that you once had, the dreams that maybe now have to change because that body has changed, right? So it right. was a grieving process. Do you not believe that to be true? I absolutely believe that to be true. I had to come to grips with who am I and how do my limitations reflect and, and impact who I am. And that was, it was a process. And you and I were talking about this before. I love the name of your podcast. And here's why. Because I feel like graduation is something that happens at the end of a learning process. Okay. So you go to school and you learn while you're in school and then you graduate. And what happens after you graduate is you take the knowledge that you've accumulated and you go out into the world and you try to do something positive with it. Your learning's not done. You're going to be learning other things, but you have gained an understanding and gained an education through that experience of school. And then now it's on to it's back to life. It's back to engaging the world. And what I ultimately had to come to understand was who I am hasn't changed. The way I engage the world has changed. Yes. But the fact that I can engage the world is what makes it possible to do something, to do anything um, that is going to, to have meaning. So how many years ago was your accident? You've been married 25 years, but how many years ago was your accident? So 
my accident was 27 years ago as of August 20th. Okay. So, yeah. So in those 27 years, and I'm just going to give a couple of, you know, you've, you've married, you've, yep. you've raised three children who two are now in college. One is doing missionary work. So they're, yep. they're pretty much raised. The children are raised. You've written how many books, two, three so books. I've written uh, two autobiographical books and a, a kid's anti-bullying book. So I've got three books. Yeah. Okay. Three books. You host your own podcast and you're the top motivational speaker in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. What, what else am I missing, Rob? Uh, okay. Uh, I think you've hit some pretty good stuff. Um, one of the, here's, I'm very active in my local church. Um, I, I do a lot of advocacy work for people with disabilities. I have served I mean, since 99. I have almost been continually involved in state level advocacy. Uh, I was really honored to be recognized or to be voted as the chair of the statewide independent living council here in Pennsylvania to help people with disabilities have the opportunity to live in the community instead of living in institutions. Because for me, because of the severity of my disability, I am technically eligible to live in a nursing facility. And if the state of Pennsylvania would pay for me to go live in a nursing facility. Wow. And I'm not going to do that because I've got, I've got too much stuff to do. Right. Right. Yeah. My point being in all of this is I'm thinking that, you know, you've not just survived this. You've, you're living a thriving life. Would you not agree? I, you know what? Here's, I, it's hard for me to praise myself. And, and I know. I'll, I'll just say this, and that is my goal is to live life to the fullest. Is to, it's to take what I have, the abilities that I have, and maximize those and and make it like I said to me life's about relationships and so my yeah I agree with you completely and listen I actually as a motivational speaker I just developed a new presentation mm -hmm. that I'm calling more than mere survival okay and it specifically came out from COVID because the idea is I don't I don't want us just to survive COVID I believe that the difficult experiences are the ones that show us what life is all about and their opportunities for growth. And so I don't, I, I don't want us just to get through this. I want us to learn, to reinvent, to reimagine, to re-experience and, you know, just be willing to examine, okay, what is it that we used to do that we can change up the way that we do it? And now, possibly we can do it better. So I, one of the people I had on my podcast was a lady named MJ Calloway. And she talks about bouncing up. And I love her concept because the bounce up means, so many times we talk about bouncing back, right? Mm -hmm. And getting back to where we used to be. She says, no, why would you be content just to get back to where you used to be? We need to bounce up. And so as we rebound, we end up in a better place than we were even before we started.
Yeah, a higher place, which is really exciting. So I'm thinking about this in the 27-year journey that you've made thus far, all the lives that you've impacted, um, and, and how, you know, you've actually impacted your own life and your own journey, right? You've learned so many life lessons. And then I think, what would your life be like if you not made the choice to move forward? What if you did live in the nursing facility? Can you... I mean, I just, th I cannot think of a more tragic life than just existing. Yeah. I that, that to me, we, you know, um, there was a quote recently that I just read by Leo Viscalia, I think it was, and it said that, you know, death comes naturally to all of us, but, but the courage to step back out of your pain and live, that's, that's where it is. Right. But do you remember a number of years ago, there was a, it was a country song about live like you were dying. Yes. Right? Um, and I think that's, that really is kind of what my outlook on life is. Not that I'm living like I was dying, but I want to live like I'm alive. I don't want to merely, okay. There are some people that like, you remember Zig Ziglar, right? Right. He talked about retiring. He said, I didn't, I didn't get retired. I got refired. Like he, he, he was fired up about retirement and doing right. There are some people for whom they're like, okay, I've retired. And now basically I'm just sitting around waiting until I die. Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You have so much to offer so much to share so many things that you can teach people because how many times we talked about, you know, people aren't like computers, obviously. Yeah. You get a new computer, you stick a USB stick in the old one, you download all the information, and then you just upload it to the new one. And now the, the new one has everything the old one has. The wisdom that people have accumulated, the stories that they have, uh, you know, experienced that all of those things that when, when you pass away, those go with you. So the only way to do something with that wisdom is to, is to share it, to talk about it. Um, and so to me, I just want to live. That's what I want to do. And living, living and being engaged, as you said, it's a choice. Um, we can choose to withdraw or we can choose to engage. And we all have something to offer to society, something to offer to other people, something to offer in a relationship, even if it's not much. Mm -hmm. It's something. And as we, we offer of ourselves, as we give of our abilities, as we share with others, um, that's what relationships are about. That's how relationships are formed. And that's where we are able to, um, we're not just takers, but then we become givers. That's where you find true life really becomes fun and exciting, right? Yeah. I live for those aha moments that some of the life experiences and stories I tell, like to see it in someone's eyes. And when they say, I've never thought about it that way before. Like, it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. Because people did that for me. That's, that's what helped me, you know? Yeah. Listen, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I saw on LinkedIn, uh, just a clip of him doing a commencement speech somewhere. And he 
said that he doesn't believe in the concept of a self-made man because all of us got to where we are on the shoulders of other people. And I really think that that's kind of a two-edged sword. Number one, to realize I didn't get where I am today by myself. I've had a lot of support. And number two, to look around and say, okay, who can I support and help them move forward? Who can I encourage? Who can I reach out to? Who can I invest in a relationship with that helps them to rise up as well? And, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats, but it's not just taking and saying, okay, what can I get out of others? But it's also what can I give to others and help them improve their lives? Yes. And that's, I think, that's a great way to get through because sometimes when we're stuck in grief, it is, we do have the pity party. We do, you know, no one's reaching out to me. I feel so all alone. And that's, like you said, that's inward thinking. Once you start thinking outward, then reach out to someone else. You know, yeah. don't wait. Don't wait for, for life to come to you. Go get life, right? Go share life. Go engage in life. I, I could not agree more. Think about this. Your phone, right? Your cell phone. Mm -hmm. It has one answer button. It has what, 12 dial buttons, right? Yeah. So when, when you're sitting there staring at the phone, waiting for it to ring and being, being upset with, you know, nobody is calling me, no one's reaching out to me, you know what to do? Think about someone else that you could call them, not so that they can commiserate you with up. you. Yeah. But as you lift other people up, you give somebody a call, that is going to make a huge difference when, as you said, you're, you're taking that focus away from my own deficit, away from my own lack and saying, okay, how do I meet the needs of others? And that what you do is you're investing in other people. I, have you heard of the concept of the, the three levels of death? No. Uh, or, okay, so there is the biological death mm -hmm. okay which is when you breathe your last right there is a i don't know what the exact word is for it but it it's a memorial death okay in which your body is put into the ground and then there is a commemorative death in which is the last name that you're your the last time that your name is mentioned on earth Okay. And because of that, what you have invested in other people, what you have put into their lives, a part of you lives on inside of them. And so not that we're all looking for immortality and not that we're looking for ourselves to live on forever, but as we invest in other people, it actually is creating a legacy in which part of me will live on in my kids and part of me will live on in those around me for many years after I breathe my last because I'm putting in that investment and I'm, I'm putting in the time to build that relationship and to share what I have. That's a beautiful way to look at it. 
That's a beautiful way to look at things. So before we end this, this interview, um, tell everybody a little bit about the podcast that you have, because I don't want to leave without uh, talking about that, because that's a fun podcast. Oh, it, it, listen, it's a lot of fun for me, because here's where it comes from. The name of the podcast is Learning from Smart People. Okay? <laughs> Best people to learn from. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I'm here. I'm an author, okay? So I have my own publishing company because I figured, you know, if I'm going to write a book, why am I going to give everybody else the royalty? You know? So I started my own publishing company. So it's called IX Press and I, it, which was fun, right? So I've got my own speaking business where it's yourmotivationalspeaker.com. You can find me there. And in the middle of all this, I'm thinking, all right, I would love to have a podcast for entrepreneurs and for lifelong learners and for people that just want to gain understanding of how to either improve their business or improve their life, right? This is what I want to do. And I don't really know what everybody else wants, but here's what I'm figuring. I'm figuring if I can get on experts and I can get on everyday people that can help me with my life and my business, then my audience will learn from them too. So it's very, in some ways it started off as a selfish show. Yeah. I'm bringing on people who can teach me stuff. But I, my thought is anyone that comes on there can, can teach other people as well. And here's what the, the other fun part of it is. I am bringing on international experts. I've had people from Europe, South Africa. Uh, I'm working on a, getting a guest from Australia. I've just all over the place, right? And then I'm also doing what I would call everyday people, mm -hmm. where friends of mine, people that I know and having them on, and they're sharing their wisdom. And we can learn from everybody because everybody knows more about some topic than I do. And if I'm just willing to listen to what they say, I can learn from anybody, no matter who it is. So learning from smart people, you can find it anywhere that podcasts are out there. And if you need help to find it on your platform, I've got the website is learningfromsmartpeople.com. I'm really excited. I just did a makeover on the website and it looks really fun and cool. All right. Really excited about that. So before we leave this interview, what would you like to leave the people that are listening about moving forward in life, about graduating from their grief so they can step into their life? I'm going to give you the closing from my presentation called More Than Mere Survival. All right. Mm -hmm. There is a tree that grows out in Western Canada and the Western United States. It's called the lodgepole pine. And the lodgepole pine grows in difficult um, environments, but it grows to be 160 feet tall. It can be up to seven feet around. And fun fact about it is the branches on it are extremely hard to break because they're flexible, right? Which I thought that's really cool. Lesson from life. Number one, a lot of us are growing in a harsh environment. Number two, the way to avoid getting broken is to be flexible. But here's the really, really cool thing about it. The lodgepole pine seeds are encased in a very thick resin. And the only way for that resin to be broken or to be removed is by fire. So when there is a forest fire, it melts the resin, and that's what produces the next crop of pine. That's what produces the next growth. Mm -hmm. And so I really have been thinking about how 
maybe there's some seeds inside of us, seeds of greatness, seeds of growth. And even though we're going through what feels like a scorching experience, what feels like the heat of difficulty, the heat of battle, so to speak, maybe it's melting some of that resin and it's going to be something that allows us to grow. And it's not just a rough experience, but it's an experience that forces growth and allows growth and that we can come out of it better than we were when we started. Can't top that, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been just wonderful to reconnect with you, my friend. Uh, hey, it, the privilege is mine, my friend, and I'm delighted to call you a friend and I'm delighted to be here. And I hope that your audience has enjoyed this. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.sherrydunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.